This is Anthems. My name's Anna Bernard. My pronouns are she, her. I'm an actor, voiceover artist and writer. Your word for the day is compassion. I'd met him in August 1997 in Vietnam while I was travelling. It was brief, heady and fun. He was a history teacher and we clicked immediately. Same sense of humour, same values, lots in common. His mum had died and my dad was dying. A week later I got the message to come back. The prostate cancer had gone into his bones and it was now a question of time. So I returned to live at home with my parents and help my dad die. I'd kept in touch with my holiday romance and he'd been joining in on our endeavours to keep my dad occupied by finding interesting history books. We'd arranged to spend the weekend together in January. Friends of mine were going away and offered me their house for privacy. Being at home with my parents was like constantly holding my breath, so to get away for a night was like being set free. I don't remember much of the weekend, but we did listen to Texas's White on Blonde album on replay. I didn't use a condom. My mum was a family planning nurse and had taught us the tricks of the trade and how to use normal contraceptive pills as the morning after pill. I'd done it before, so I did it again. My dad died at home at the end of February. I walked down the aisle of the church feeling weak and faint. Not totally unusual feelings while you're following your dad's coffin. I sat in my front room at the reception afterwards eating the obligatory funeral cucumber sandwich and my stomach rejected it. It was only when a drag of a cigarette resulted in shooting pains around my whole body that I knew something wasn't right. And then it clicked. I was two weeks late. The next morning I took a pregnancy test with my sister. The line came up instantly. We stood in our bathroom and looked at each other. No words necessary. I mean, seriously? What the fuck? I have to ask you this, Anna. Do you want to keep it? My answer was swift and instinctive. No. Truthfully, I just wanted it all to be over. I felt so ill and that I couldn't put my mother through anything else. And with my constant nausea and vomiting, any moment now she'd find out. I didn't know what I was feeling. I just knew I didn't want to feel it anymore. The shame would have been too much. The shame of what? My family operates with a currency of shame at the best of times. My mum on the one side was, here's how to use contraception, and on the other, never ever have a baby out of wedlock, and even worse, an abortion. She's a rule unto herself, and back then a product of her generation. My mum raised me to be a good girl, which really meant that I never upset her. And my job as a daughter first and foremost was to look after her feelings. She came from a family of women who took appearances very seriously and violating that code would have filled her with shame and anger. Whichever. I just wasn't in any place to deal with the fallout. I felt irresponsible and stupid. Why didn't I use a condom? Or maybe I thought other people would think that. That I'd had sex. That I was having sex while my dad was dying. That I was an idiot and a slut. No, I thought that. 
The NHS waitlist was too long, so I put it on my credit card and booked it for the Friday. I know it's a cliche, but it was a blur. My dad was a doctor known in my hometown, and the only thing I remember was the consultant saying to me, Sorry about your dad. I'll be coming to his memorial. Oh, that's right. The funeral was just family and friends, but in five weeks' time, I was going to stand up in front of 600 people to talk about my father, and this guy was going to be in the congregation. Despite this, I came home with an overwhelming sense of relief and then buried it. A few years later, I told my aunt, another family planning nurse, she said an abortion is like a car crash. No one plans it. And you look back and you wonder what the hell happened, that you were the good driver that it would never happen to. I found that comforting. It took an episode of Call the Midwife, a BBC period drama series about a group of midwives working in the East End of London in the 50s and 60s, over 10 years later to really get my attention. Bear with me. I know its reputation for pulling on heartstrings and a constant happy ever after, but I think it's a Trojan horse of a show. In the episode I woke up to, a woman who already had seven kids and struggling to survive, in desperation paid a neighbour to use just a coat hanger to help her get rid of the pregnancy. She nearly died. She'd been in an impossible situation and couldn't see how it could work. So had I. Up until then, I sometimes thought, well, you could have made it work somehow, given up your life, damaged your mother's life, having just lost her husband, and then God only knows what kind of life that child would have had, but you could have, so you have no right to feel conflicted. In fact, no right to feel anything. Then I realized it was just another way to beat myself up. Shame showing up in another cunning guise. And from that episode, I stepped out from my personal shadows and finally started to engage with the huge gratitude and reality that I'd had a choice, that I didn't regret, and I began to accept and let go. The other day at dinner, I told a new friend that I'd had one, and she told me that she'd had two. We were both adamant that it was fine, and yet we whispered. We both clocked it. Why are we still whispering? On one level, I know it's a personal decision and no one else's business, but the noise and judgment around it can be deafening and silencing. When I see the image of a devastated young girl or couple having run through the baying mob outside abortion clinics, I feel sick. If I'd been called a murderer a week after my father's funeral at such a vulnerable time, I am not sure I would have come back from it. I had no compassion for myself, that it was okay to want comfort or pleasure or even a distraction. And because I hid it from the world and myself, it became something humiliating and had detrimental effects on my life anyway, as shame always does. What a waste. Brené Brown's definition of shame is an intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. <laughs> yep. I didn't tell the father. His subsequent lack of contact after our weekend made me think he wasn't up for a relationship with someone whose parent was about to die. Or maybe he just wasn't that into me. He wrote to me a few months later, but I was too lost in grief by that stage to even let it land. At the time, I made a flippant comment to my sister. 
Well, at least I know I can get pregnant. But that came back to haunt me when I reached my 40s, along with the slow dawning realisation that I wasn't going to have my own children. That was tough. And I do wonder if the circumstances were different. I hadn't just watched my dad die, buried him, wasn't living with my mother, been more emotionally mature, able to talk to the father, had a home. If I would have had the baby, the answer becomes clear almost immediately. But it took me a long time to work that out and that I can feel grief for the road not taken, but it still be okay. And also that none of that had to have happened for it to be okay that I made that decision. When I hear someone speak openly about their abortion, especially nowadays, I feel seen and liberated by it, looking at them with a sense of envy and wonder and then vow to do the same. It's not easy, I know, but speaking about it openly and encouraging women to tell their stories is critical. Otherwise, we keep them locked inside ourselves and shame loves nothing more than a secret. And if we're hanging our heads in shame and hiding, then we're not fighting the injustice. And that's exactly what it is, and it's exactly what they want. And here's the thing. If I had my time again, I would have made the same decision, but found some compassion and understanding for myself a lot earlier. Compassion. Definition. A strong feeling of sympathy and sadness for the suffering or bad luck of others and a wish to help them. <laughs> 